Happy Tuesday! My name is Alan. My name's Nick. And welcome into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves back in Nomengard, the morning after Gnome Ice's tribute to Shrew. It was not the best song in the world, it was only a tribute. (laughs) Shrew Shrubberies had made their way back to the room, accompanied by Bryn, who had informed them to make sure they said goodbye to the kings, that they had another parting gift for them, and that Factory would send word for them once the ballista was ready, so that she could teach them how to deploy it. And so our heroes starting to stir now from a good night's sleep. <sighs> that old gnome knew exactly what he was talking about, Shrew. How's your head? I'm feeling particularly fine. Oh, yes. So do I. Tired, but not hungover. Wine and then... No, beer and then wine. That's the way to go. Oh, I thought you said wine and then beer. Oh, my head's spinning. Murakub, you need to pay more attention. I was using fancy words. I got confused. Fancy words? Beer? Wine? What's fancy about that? Well, compared to the usual swill we drink, everything's fine. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I am Shrew of Shrew's Shrubberies. The hero of Nomengard. I don't drink any old bath water. Yes. I drink the good stuff. Top shelf stuff. I could get a used to this tasty mushroom beer and wine. Hmm, and don't forget the sausages. Aye, those sausages were rather convincing. Yes, you all had a taste of shrew's sausages yesterday night. Soon enough, we'll spread it all over Faerun. So you're suggesting you spread your sausage all over Faerun? Yes, it'll be the most famous sausage in all of the Sword Coast and Faerun. Everybody will be buying it. The most tasty sausage. And made out of mushrooms. Druid approved. Anyway, let's get washed up and let's go see the king and Factory. She should have the ballista ready by now. Oh, I sure hope so. Let's have breakfast on the go. Everybody gets a sausage. So we just clean up a bit. I suppose there's bowls of water around the room or whatever. Yep. And get going and have breakfast as we walk. Do you want to share with our listeners what spells you've prepared, given that you're very shortly due to embark on this final leg of your adventure? All righty then. I can prepare an extra spell now, because I leveled, and I have... As a reminder, a level 5 spell slot now as well. Noise. Noise. So I have as cantrips, guidance, poison spray, thornal whip. And whip. Yeah, I'm prepared for this journey right now. As a level 1 spell, I have fairy fire, healing word, and speak with animals. You can't live anywhere without speak with animals being prepared. Then level 2, the trusty moonbeam and pass without a trace, because we don't know who would be stalking us in the wilds. Then, as level three spells, I have the good old Erupting Earth. Ooh. And a old new faithful. one. Yeah, Old Faithful. And a new one, Flame Arrows. Can't even remember what that does. Ooh, that sounds exotic. Exotic. Oh, it's not that good. You touch a quiver containing arrows or bolts, 
When a target is hit by a ranged weapon attack using a piece of ammunition drawn from the quiver, the target takes an extra 1d6 fire damage. I thought maybe I could touch the ballista. So, mm. The ballista arrows. I don't know. We'll see. Then level four. I've got blight. I've got confusion. I've got giant insect. And I've got polymorph. And then as a level five, I've got... I'm not going to lie. Polymorph is scaring me. <laughs> Din 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 din. Um, polymorph. The thing is, obviously, I could polymorph a dragon. I imagine, but <laughs> but then what do I do with it? Put it in a cage. Eventually, it'll it'll break the the spell, and if I hit it, it'll turn back into a dragon. So it can be good to buy me time, maybe. Then level five, I have Gears. Go Gears. Not quite sure how you pronounce that. Gears and mass cure wounds. It, things get hairy then i have a big big old cure wounds i can use but as i said i only have one level five spell slot so i'll only be able to use one or the other the gears one or gears or the mass cure wounds we'll see what where the battle takes us and we see what spells we use that's some high level shit right there so those are the spells i've prepared for this journey you seem well equipped I was trying to figure out. No, it's just because we said whip. And oh, <laughs> I was figuring. I, I thought there was something there, but I couldn't figure it out. So you're having breakfast on the go, yeah? And you're heading over to the kings? Yeah, that's right. They wanted to see me and gift me something, I believe. That is correct. You know your way through Nomengard now like the back of your hand or the back of your gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And so before you know it, you are stood at the doors of the throne room. I shall knock on said door. King Corbals, King Nurkley. It is I, Shrew, of Shrew's Shrubberies, with mentioned shrubberies. We are here to see you. They told me you wanted to present us with a parting gift. Oh, yes. Come in, come in, Shrew. Come in, Shrubberies. Yes, our pleasure. I open the door and I step in. We trust that you are feeling fine and fine. not queer. No, no, fine. As fresh as a daisy, yes. Ready for battle. No hangover on us today. That is most excellent. And yes, sir, we have a fine gift for you. Seeing that you're going up the mountain to fight this dragon, we thought you could do with a little more help. Oh, yes, all the help we can get is most welcome. Are you thinking of coming along, then? Oh, no, no. We would be nothing more than a than a mere morsel for this ferocious beast. Well, distraction, maybe. <laughs> what would no one God be without its kings? I know, I know. I'm I'm joking, of course. You 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 are too important to this place to give your lives up. Oh yes, yes. For such a cause. After all, it's just ransacking Fandling and all the surrounding areas. But no, no. Our magic is more fine-tuned to the fine arts. You know, tinkering. And thinking, of course, you've helped us so very much already. And when we get that ballista that you guys have been preparing, uh, it's going to make the fight much, much easier. Oh yes, Factory has been working all through the night. Hmm, I'm so grateful for her. I hear that it is operational. Really? Yes. I can't wait to see it. Oh, we will send for her shortly. But first, please, let me present you with this gift. Yes. I kneel down, make a whole scene out of it. I shall accept this gift with honor. 
and show true allegiance to the king and the kingdom of Nomengard. And Nurkli comes forward with a small wooden box which he opens and presents to you. Inside are three potions of superior healing. Oh, the potions. Oh, oh. well, yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. Yes. Potions. Very good. Kindly donated by a good friend, Neil Reos. Thank you very much, Neil. <laughs> They've been a long time coming, but we finally found a place to slip. Well, Nick found a place to slip them in. Yeah, unfortunately, they came in right in the middle of all the backstories, so yeah. a bit difficult to put them in there, but... Thank you so much. We are so grateful for your kind donation and for contributing to the story. Who knows? Could be the difference between life or death for Shrew and his strawberries. Oh yes, they are much needed. Thanks. I hope you like the gift. These are particularly nice bottles. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I stand up. I was just expecting something more extravagant, but no, no. Oh, we've got you covered, my friend. Really? Yes. (laughs) I I kneel down again. Oh, yes. Oh yes, I, su- I accept your generous donations and offer my gratitude and my certitude. Well, we have a gift. Befit for a hero, the hero of Nomengard. Oh yes, that's me. And I look back at Fabian. So you're there all buff on one knee. You know, like your, your thighs are almost bursting out of your trousers. Your chest is peeking out from your ripped shirt. I couldn't help but notice that uh, your chains seem a little tight around your neck. Yes. And that you have a love for chains. Oh, yes. I am your Kijoma's brother, I'll have you know. And I've been exercising quite regularly now. And, uh, of course, you can tell by the results. Well, I think you will find this gift particularly nice. Hmm. It is to commemorate our gratitude to you. And to honor you as our hero. Hmm. Yes. Go on. And Nurkli claps his hands. And a gnome appears. This gnome servant for me. No, oh. no, no. That is oh. not the gift. He's... Oh. oh, sorry. Okay, go on. Go on. This gnome now stands before you, carrying a velvet cushion upon which rests a magnificent chain, which Kobolds grabs from the cushion. This is a special thanks from us all here in the kingdom of Nomengard. And he holds up this chain. Very elaborate, it looks like. It's crafted from all these little, almost like cogs more than links. You can't help but see this very large, which almost covers your entire chest. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> this very large dial with two little hands on it. Oh, nice. This is a, an old invention, but one that was handed down by our finest inventors. We never quite figured out exactly how it works, mm. but the Grand Gnome Flavorflor crafted this meticulous device that you hang on your chest and it can tell you the time wherever you are. Really? Yes. Oh. As long as you wear it, you will always know what time it is, most, even if you cannot see the light. Most magnificent, even in a cave. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, very useful. Well, I stand up as I allow him to put the necklace around me. I take this necklace on behalf of myself and my dear companions here, Shrews Shrubberies. We shall honor and treasure it. If you ever want to tell what time it is, you know the big hand points at the minutes and hmm. the small hand points at the hours. What are minutes? What are hours? Well, minutes are a measure of time. Hmm. If you count to 60, that's one minute. And if you count to 60 again, or rather 60, 60 times, that's an hour. Hmm. Murkub, are you getting all of this? Oh, he lost me up. Flavio Flood. Whatever it's called. Fabian, counting up to 60 equals a minute. Times that by 60. He just said he just needed it's to look at, an the, hour. at the hands. Of the... Yes. Jot it down, Fabian. There's no need to count. Fabian, 
Jot it down. Don't make a scene. Before we summon Factory to give you a demonstration of the ballista, there's one thing to keep in mind as you ascend Ice Spy Hold. You must be careful there of the hoarfrost. I'm sorry, the what? The hoarfrost? Hoarfrost. Hoarfrost. Oh, yes. It's a type of feathery frost that forms as a result of a specific climatic conditions. And ever since the damn dragon appeared, it seems to be everywhere. Particularly as you ascend in altitude. I don't know. What, what does it do to you? It's not that what it does to you, it's what it can do to you. Basically, when the water... Well, he didn't know how to tell the time. Is he going to understand uh, water vapor? I'll try. Well, I mean, the water I'm, vapor... I'm right here. When the water vapor in the air comes into contact with the cold... Jot this down, Fabian. Ice crystals form immediately, and the ice continues to grow as more water vapor is frozen. You'd do well to be careful because it can form almost like stalactites, but our vice... Icicles, we call them. But how does that affect me? <laughs> well, if you're taking shelter under a tree, under a cliff, and, I don't know, the dragon creates a rockus or some beasties, be careful and be wary. They oh. might fall on you. So there might be these icicles all over the place, is what you're saying. Yes. Hmm. Keep an eye out for the hoarfrost. Oh, I will do. Thank you for the tip, your graciousness. Anyway, you, go get Factory. And the gnome that brought in the cushion with the chain rushes off to get Factory. After a little while, a procession of gnomes starts entering the throne room and lining up on each side, holding banners and flags, all in their best outfits. As the last gnomes take up their positions, Factory starts to come in, operating that barrel crab that pulls in the ballista. As you recall, it's a remarkable feat of engineering and invention, embodying a unique blend of whimsy and practicality that characterizes the gnomes' craftsmanship. The combination of polished brass and sturdy oak shines as the lanterns illuminate it. Look at that beauty. Hope it's not too difficult to operate. It'll be fine. I guess you just point it and then press a button, I, I would imagine. I'll issue her. I think uh, Norvus and I will stand on either side. We're not going to be joining you up the mountain, so there's no point in us being right here listening to the ballista. Where are you going? Just here on the side. Oh, no, sir. Yes. I suppose you'll be taking leave after Factory teaches you how to operate this. Yes, yes. But I'll bid a farewell to you before I go, don't worry. I am counting on it, Drew. When you see Dazzle and Norbus head off to the side, you realize that Dazzling grabs Norbus's hands as they walk off. How cute. Oh, oh, show, show, and your shrubberies. It is ready. I've done it. The ballista is operational. You're a genius. <laughs> yes, I am. Show me, show me. Teach me the ways of ballista ring. Well, there's a few things you'll need to know. You need to push this lever and then that button and okay, then this lever. Uh, yes, that one. No, no, not that one. That's this one. Okay. You push. Pull it now. Or? No, no. <laughs> you'll kill the kings. Be oh, careful where you it, point that thing. Is it? Is it? It's not a good idea to have it loaded. Oh well, it was for the grand entrance. Oh, okay. But yes, you would press this lever and this button, and then. To put it away, you press these two buttons at the same time, and it will reduce in size, and you can put it in here. Wow. And she presents you with a bag of holding. Woohoohoo! Oh, yes, that's the bag you are going to give me. Yes, yes, you put the ballista in here. Very good. What about the bolts? I just slip them in the bag too, or they fit? Yes, yes, you stick them in here, but the way the bag works, you have to say what you're going to pull out as you reach your hand into it. Mmm, it works with anything. Well, anything that's... Big enough to put inside. Okay, or rather me... small enough to put inside. Okay, let me try. I don't like where this is going. Don't worry, Fabian. 
I mean, I'm gonna put you in. Your head is too big. I take out a sausage. I put the sausage inside. It disappears. Mmm. So now I have to think of it. No, you have to say sausage and stick your hand in. Okay. I want to pull out my sausage. I put my hand in the bag. Does it come out? Sure enough. There's your sausage back in your hand. Wow. This is like magic. Well, yes. It, whatever you put in there goes into a pocket dimension. Mmm. Interesting. Now there's something important you need to remember. Don't just say bolt when you pull out a bolt. Okay. Do I have to be that specific? Yes, because you will have five regular bolts. Oh. And then the five dragon bolts. Dragon bolts? Yes. Don't you remember? I explained this to you. Uh, this has been a long time. Well, it's been a day or two. But we've been through a lot. Yes. The the, the grand designs of the literary gnome, Fusfoda. Oh, yes. Now I remember. The famous Fusfoda. Yes, so you need to say Dragon Bolt when you want a Dragon Bolt, and then mm. you just say uh, Bolt okay. when you want the other one. Very good, understood. Now, a few things. Normally, a list of this size would require three people to aim and load it. Mm. We but have three. I have adapted this magnificently. I've been working all for the night. Only one person now Ooh. needs to aim it and to load it. Genius. However, mm. remember that you must load it before firing it. Well, yes. In metagaming, that means one turn to load it, and then one turn to aim and fire it. Oh, okay. Another important thing is that if you move the ballista, it's as if you are moving through difficult terrain. But bear that in mind, set it up somewhere worthy of staying put. Well, it's heavy is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. And the barrel crabs won't be able to go up there. And that fool, Bryn, she put... She call them roller skates on a ground. Now, now, now. That, oh. No need to insult. She isn't a fool. She's a thinkerer. <laughs> you might be a genius. She's working up to that. She's a thinkerer. And she's coming up with great, great inventions. Look at this sausage bag. For example, I'm sure you've already tasted it. She oh, invented yes. this. They were very tasty. The shrew sausage. Sausage. I think that's what you call them. That's a bit of a mouthful. Well, anyway, when you take out the ballista from the bag of holding, it will also take an action. So, be careful. Okay, we will. You take it out, throw it on the floor, and it will just... Oh, and assemble right itself. So. Oh, very good. Uh, does it make a lot of noise? Well, it is clockwork. Hmm, then yes. Like those little mice I had. And one more important thing. Remember that the Dragon Bolts are magical. They require to chant the magic word to activate the dragon slaying properties. Hmm. So the spell Entangle is cast and bring the dragon to the ground. Are you ready to learn the magic word? Oh yes, I am. When you fire the bolt, you must say Fusroda. Fusroda, okay. Fusroda, you must pronounce it with gravitas. With gravitas, and Fabian, jot this down. Fusroda, ah. Oh, wait, I didn't like the end, hold on. Fusroda! 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 Ah, there you got it. Mm, kind yes. of like Kijomas Vrada. Fusroda! Fusroda! Okay, okay. Well, are you ready to press the buttons and get it back in the bag? Yes. Yes, let me do this. I press both buttons at once. And the mechanism started whirring and clicking. And before you know it, it's the perfect size to slip into that bag of holding. Nice. I slip it in. I turn around, give... Factory, a big hug. Oh, what are you doing? No, this will aid us. This will probably be the difference between death and life for us. So I'm 
very grateful. And I'm getting a bit emotional seeing as we are leaving now and uh, we might not return. But we will, we will, we will, don't worry. You must think positive, sure. Yes, yes, we will. But thank you, thank you very much. Thank you all of you for your hospitality for these days that you've welcomed us, fed us, bathed us, shown us kindness and gifted us with so many worthy items. This beautiful necklace being one of them. Thank you all. Uh, it's been an honor. And I walk up to Norbus and Dazzling. Norbus and Dazzling, thank you for your friendship. And we'll see you on the way down. Aye. So take care and live, live a happy life. Live a happy life. Come here. And I give them a hug. A little bit tight with those big muscles. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not used to my strength yet. Quite the pecs. Anyway, we shall... We must be off. Thank you for saving us again, Shrew. Uh, it's my pleasure. Make sure you come back. If you're not back down here in Attende, good old Norvis and I will go off in search of you. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't do that. Look, I'll be back. And we will go and investigate that green thing in the ruins. It still has me turning and tossing at night, thinking of what it might be. You have my word. Dazzle and Norbus both give you a hearty embrace before saying goodbye to each of Shrew Shrubberies. I'd look after him, Fenner. And Fabian, don't be too harsh on him. Me harsh on him. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll make sure this big man, you seem to do like air quotes as you're saying it, gets back in one piece. Well then, I guess you are half on your way. Thank you for everything you've done for the Kingdom of Nomengard on behalf of all the gnomes. You saved us from the man-eating carpet and from the barrel. Oh, yes. And for clearing our axe home of all those ghouls and manchies, they could surely have been an issue, given how close they were to us. And we have no doubt that you will return again to Nomengard, this time as a slayer of dragons. Oh, yes. Now you must be on your way. And we will see you out like the heroes that you are. Please, come. And as you start making your way through the, the throne room, the gnome band that was there last night starts playing the song again. Hold on, hold on. Fabian, you grab one side, Vorgub, you hold the other. Lower it what down, lower it down. It's an experiment. Just, just, just listen. Okay. I get on the shield. Lift it up. Ah. <sighs> His head's not going to fit in that dragon cave. Let's go! Between them, they lift you up over their heads. Fabian rather reluctantly. You catch him rolling his eyes. He loves it. Ice, ice, ice dragon. dragon. Oh, yeah. Breaths are cold. It That's will freeze your soul. Ice, ice, dragon. In the D&D world where the legends and Oh, yeah. Ice, ice, dragon. Breaths are cold. It will freeze your soul. Not ours, ice, but... Ice, dragon. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. The dragon's here with a fast mm. intention. Arctic, dragon shining so bright. Dungeons deep, treasures gleam out of sight. Ancient, peaks frosty and bold in the realm of frost where the stories are told. Legend of Shrew. With every step of the way, your nice spice peak where the dragon holds sway. Ice, ice, dragon. Breaths are cold, it will freeze your soul. I don't like that part. Ice, ice, dragon. In the D&D world where the legends unroll. Ice, ice, dragon. Breaths are cold, it will freeze your soul. Ice, ice, dragon. In the D&D world where the legends unroll Shrew the druid in That's the icy neat. scene
climbing up ice by with a shrubby so keen. <laughs> Winds how loud does send the peak on a quest so epic you can hear the legend speak. Natchez yeah. calling whispers in the cold, facing the challenge with a shrubby so bold. Are you ready for this icy expedition? True any shrubbies on a wintry mission. mission. Ice, ice dragon. Breaths are cold, it will freeze your soul. Maybe stop ice, saying that part. Dragon. No, it's getting too well. The legends and roll. Ice, ice dragon. Breaths are cold, it will freeze your soul. Ice, ice dragon. Oh, beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you again. Thank you for for the honor of having us on and for all you've done. Farewell. And they start waving at everyone as they pass by. I assume that you're wearing. The furs and coats that Adabra provided you with? Yes, of course. And the hats as well. Are you wearing your dread helm? No, no, I gave that back to Fabian in the morning. That was only to sleep. And so our heroes, shrew shrubberies, depart, Norman God. There's only one way to go now. Up. I'm going to ask you to give me a survival check. With advantage. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Two and a three. <laughs> <laughs> Plus four. So seven. It's a good thing at the moment that you know that you just need to go up. Pretty much any path from here leads upwards. So you start to follow a narrow mountain pass which winds its way through the frosted crags of Icebuy Peak. A desolate realm cloaked in what seems to be an eternal winter. Give me a nature check. Total of six. Just seems very cold here. Very wintry. It's freezing here. Good thing we have these furs. It's a little chillier than last time I was roundy. <sighs> As our heroes ascend, the biting winds carry with them the distant echoes of ice cracking and groaning. The pale light of a wintry sun casts an ethereal glow upon the landscape, turning every jagged edge into a gleaming shard of crystalline beauty. You spend some time following this path, and eventually it takes you nowhere. You end up at a dead end. Doesn't seem to be anywhere to go from here. Mm hmm. Well, we tried. Let's go back to Normangod. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. Of course I'm not serious. We need to find another way. Be careful of the hoarfrost, though. We don't want anything falling on us. This seems too cold, too. Seems unnatural. Uh, Perhaps it's effects of the dragon. Quite possibly. So difficult to see. It's almost a damn blizzard. Why, Why don't you lead for a bit, Fabian? Maybe you can make better sense of these roots. As long as you don't blame me if we get lost again, but I'll give it a shot. Give me a survival check. I'll say with advantage because you're all actively participating in this. And use Fabian's survival skill. That's a total of 15. The Fabian leads the way, backtracking a short distance before finding another path that had somehow eluded you on your way here. As you round a bend, you behold this breathtaking sight. A chasm yawning wide before you. Steps hidden in the shadowy embrace of an icy abyss. You see an ancient stone bridge that once spanned this expanse. Now standing there, a fractured relic, jagged remnants reaching across the void like the fingers of some long forgotten giant. Oh, looks like we've come to another dead end. What do you think we should try and cross the bridge? Well, the bridge is in ruins. Is it standing? Like, is it is it crossable or is it just a ruined bridge? like these fingers like you can see where it's sort of collapsed in the middle so there's a bit on your side a bit on the other side and like the remnants of it stretch across like fingers too far to jump across but perhaps you can find a way to cross it it seems like an awfully long jump to get across i what do you suggest Fenna? Oh, 
I don't know. I'm freezing here. We should... I don't know. She's looking around, as all of you. You notice that there seems to be hoarfrost adorning every stone surface, creating delicate patterns that shimmer in the dim light. The bridge, once a sturdy conduit for those brave enough to tread these heights, bears the scars of both time and the unforgiving elements. You notice that massive icicles hang from the remnants of the railing. There are sharp points threatening to pierce the veil of the mist that clings to the frigid air. Hmm. What if I turn into a giant eagle? Well, I'm not going to fly up the whole mountain, of course, because I cannot carry you all, but I can fly us across the chasm, one by one, or two by two, whatever it takes. Do you think that's wise, Shrew? Why? You've you just got your wings. What You're going to fly across in this storm. What if you get blown off course or you drop us down that chasm? Well, it's not that far. It's a, it's a small chasm. I, I just got my wings, but I, I'm a natural. You just know how to use them. You turn into the creature. It's not like I have to learn how to fly. What if you draw the attention of the dragon? It might see you as a competitor for its prey. I'm not flying high or anything. Just across the bridge. The dragon isn't here now, is it? Well, if, if it sees me as an eagle, it surely has seen us already. Well, not quite. We're significantly smaller than an eagle flying around. I'm just going to fly straight forward. I'm not flying up. Straight forward. Well, perhaps I can turn into, I don't know, a, a horse. Run across and jump over the chasm. If you don't make it, will you slip? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, I can't even see the bottom from up here. Well, what other options do we have? We find another path. So is the wind too strong that I think that if I start flying it will push me away? Or Doesn't seem like it would be an easy flight. You can certainly try and fly across. But Fabian does have a point. The winds are particularly strong and visibility is especially poor. Surely there must be a way to fashion... I know. Some way to... Oh, I've got it. I have it, true. We attach you to the end of a bolt and we fire you across the chasm. Very funny, Fabian. Very funny. That's a hideous idea. We could try and breach the chasm. Some trees, but could take a long time and... Perhaps draw some unwanted attention. Perhaps there's another way up then. You wanna take some more time looking for another path? Can we afford to backtrack more? In the other place was a dead end. This has led us here. I mean, how much daylight do we have left, really? Did your clock say? What, what time is it on your clock? Let me see. If I remember correctly, the fat hand is at hours. The long hand are the minutes. We'll say it's early afternoon at this point. It's almost past midday. That means we've only got, I don't know, at best, four, maybe five hours light. Let's walk up to the bridge. Let's see what we see as we, as we step on it. For all we know, it might not even be stable. As you draw nearer, the wind carries with it the haunting whispers of the cold. The snow and ice underfoot crunches with each careful step, a warning of the frailty of your surroundings. Far below, the abyss beckons, a yawning maw of shadows that seems to swallow very sounds around you. As you survey the fractured expanse, your breath is visible in the cold air. Decision weighs heavy upon you. Find a way across, or risk a perilous descent and a long journey around the chasm. As you step onto the stones, the frost creaks and cracks under your feet. What are shrubbery going to do? I say we try and fly across. I can do a little test flight by myself and see how it goes, and then... One by one, take you that way. 
Do you have any ropes, you? Why, yes, I have the rope I used to tie the orc. See Murgub raise an eyebrow. Yes, it was a, it was one of those anchorites. We captured him alive and questioned him, but he escaped. Neosis Fenner's crouched, embracing Caspus, who seems to be shivering. I want a wild shape into a giant eagle. All right, you hold steady. I'm gonna tie this end of the rope round your, round your ankle. How will you get blown? Of course. <laughs> Perhaps I can pretend that I'm flying a kite. Whoa, whoa, go, 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 go. All right, I'm all inside, true. Coco, once if you are ready, twice if you need me to do something else. Go. All right then. Oh, may the gods be with us. And I fly up. Don't want to go very high, you know. Just, just fly across the bridge. Do you leap into the air, start flapping your wings to get some height? You can feel the turbulence and the wind as it whips against your feathers, shaking in midair. Go. Give me an acrobatics check. Fourteen. The wind's sort of pushing you back and forth. Do you manage to hold yourself? And with some struggle, you manage to fly across the other side. Oh! Do I have the rope attached to me still? Yeah. All right, true. Seems a bit like a rough ride, but I guess you can fly across. Oh, cool. I think he wants me to do something else, but I don't speak. Oh, cool, 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 cool. I start flying back. All right. Uh, who's going first? All right, I'll go, mate. All right, true. Oh. How are we doing this? Go, 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 go. Are you going on top or am I? Go. Are my talons big enough to be able to grab Murkub? Between both talons you could. You notice that Murkub's trying to mount you. Go, 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 go. I kind of rustle my feathers and shake around to, to get him off. I'm like, I can't really fly with, with Murkub on me. So I start flapping and lift myself above Murkub and grab his shoulders with oh, my... All right, I, get, I got you, mate. I got you now. Go! I look down and kind of motion towards my legs as to indicate grab on. He obliges. Go! 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 And I start flapping my wings across to the other side of the bridge. Now, Murkub's a big boy. Gonna need you to give me either acrobatics or athletics, whichever is better for you as a giant eagle, as you battle against the elements. And this time, because of the extra weight you're carrying, and the size of Murgub, who let's say is feeling a little anxious as he's hovering above this chasm now, is going to be a roll with disadvantage. Oof. With disadvantage, and I need to do this another three times after this. This is not going to end well. <laughs> okay, here we go. No reward without risk. Oh, damn. Ten total. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Nine total. Okay, you start flapping across, battling against the elements. Murgob is like a dead weight on your talons. He seems incredibly anxious. The wind whips you. You lose control for a bit. Start blowing off course. Give me an athletics check with Fabian. Who incidentally still has a rope tied around your talons. Total of 20. You start veering off course, starting to panic as you lose control. Murkob's grips around your ankles tighten, and just as it seems you're going to be sent tumbling off, you feel the rope tighten, and you see Fabian holding you from blowing off with Murkob. Stay strong, Shrew! Cool. I've got you! Cool. Give me another acrobatics or athletics check for Giant Eagle Shrew. This time without disadvantage, because you've got Fabian holding you tight. 
17 total. After a moment's panic, you manage to stabilize yourself, get across, before you even touch down. Murkov's already trying to break free from your talons. Put me down, Shrew! Put me down! I don't, I don't like this way. It was, it was one thing when you threw me on the bed. Get me down! Go, go, go! I let him go. He flumps into the snow. Oh, he starts kissing the, the ground. Oh, shut your fingers through, mate! My lips are stuck in fucking snow! <laughs> you see him ferociously rubbing at his lips. Peel them off. You see that they're looking incredibly raw after that. I don't pay much attention to what Murkov is doing or saying and fly off to pick up the next passenger. Alright, you get your way back across. Oh, sure. How many little do you think you can carry Caspers and I across? Oh. If I mind Caspers, you delicately please grab a hold of him. Oh. Alright. Caspers, trust in me. Trust in Shu. Make sure you hold that rope tight, Fabian. So you're grabbing onto Caspers with your talons? And Fenner, yeah. Well, Fenner's sat on Caspers. Are you sort of picking them up? Oh, okay. And flying across. Yeah. You know what's coming. Give me that check with disadvantage. Mm. But they don't weigh that much, do they? Well, it's a giant badger. And a no. Let's see then. That was a natural 20 and a 13 plus 3, 16 total. Alright, so you managed to get across without too much issue. Feeling confident now. I lay them down on the other side with Murkob. Whoa! Murkob! Grab the rope round Shrew's talons! And he lets go of the rope. So with some manoeuvring, Shrew can lower the rope down onto Murkob's side. And Murkob's now holding onto it. Right, Shrew. I know we've had our differences, but don't fucking drop me. Go, go! Oh, well, it was nothing. I pick Fabian up. Okay. And I try and fly off. Disadvantage? Yes. Total of five. All right, I'm going to need you to give me an athletics check for Murkob. 19. Murkob flexes his biceps, gets in a power stance, planting his feet firmly on the snow. He starts leaning back. Shrew at this point has started to plummet. His rippling orc muscles start pulling Shrew back. And suddenly there's a jerk on the rope. Give me an athletics or acrobatics check for Fabian. This doesn't have to be with disadvantage, just a straight up roll. 18 total. A Shrew jerks. As you can imagine him sort of flying wildly off course as he tried to make his way across. And Murkob has, you know, done a power move and yanked on the rope. You sort of like hit the brakes when you were going at 100 miles an hour. Fabian sort of swings, but using his strength and his core, he grabs on with his legs round Shrew's neck. Don't you fucking drop me, Shrew. Oh, oh, oh my god. This is madness. This is... Absolute menace. Oh, come on, Shrew, you can do this. Give me an acrobatics check for Shrew. Doesn't need to be with disadvantage this time. You've got Fabian holding on for dear life and Murkub pulling you in. Total of 15. And give me an athletics check for Murkub as well. 19. So you manage to stabilize yourself in flight and you see Murkub start like reeling you in like a fish out of the sea of swords he's sort of whipping his arms around and coiling the rope I mean you're just keeping steady here you're not really doing much flying but he's reeling you in like a fish as you get close to ground Fabian lets go and drops to the snow oh by the gods oh Fabian I thought you and Shrew are gone 
Oh, this is too risky. I land beside them and poof back to Shrew. Well, oh, that went without a hitch. Oh, freak of you. And Fenna flings herself into your arms. What's wrong, Fenna? It's a... It's... Oh, if it wasn't for Mordecai, you would have been gone. No, no, it's all good. It's but a triviality. We're here to kill a dragon. A chasm like this isn't going to end us. Let's continue on. I may have pulled my pants. The daylight wanes as our heroes press on through the snow-laden wilderness of the Ice Spire Mountains. As you progress, you notice towering spires of ice reaching skyward like frozen sentinels. Their sharp peaks piercing the heavens. Chill of the mountain now seems to seep into your very bones as the last rays of sun bathe the landscape. You soon find yourself in unbearable cold and in need of respite. Give me a survival check with advantage. That's a six and a one. I cannot roll one, so here we go again. That's a four. So a total of ten. Your eyes scan the desolate expanse, searching for a haven amidst this icy desolation. The snow beneath your boots crunches with each step. After some time, you come across a small grove of ancient evergreens, their boughs laden with thick blankets of snow. They stand there, their branches interwoven, creating a natural shelter against the biting winds that sweep down from the mountain's peak. What are you doing? Have I been going on for a while since we crossed that bridge? Yes. You're, you're getting to the point now where between the light and the cold, probably wise to take rest. Okay, then I want to cautiously approach that shelter because if it looks um, appealing to us, it might look appealing to a number of critters that might be laying in rest there and I don't want to disturb them or have them attack us. So I want to go stealthily, and I tell that to my companions. I, I, I believe perhaps we should approach this carefully. Let me stealth up to it and see what I find. Lalo. All right, give me a blind stealth roll. First of all, before I go, I want to cast Pass Without a Trace. Okay, would you kindly remind both Nick the DM and our wondrous listeners what exactly that does? A veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. Mm, handy in a snowy environment. Mm-hmm. I'll cast it now when I'm next to my friends and then I'm going to go investigate. I still roll with advantage because I have the elven boots, right? That's correct. And then I add a plus 10. Plus my modifier, I imagine. Yep. So Shu begins to cautiously approach the evergreens as he seeks solace for his companions from the relentless cold. As you're getting closer, you notice that the trunks of these ancient trees seem to form a circle almost like a natural amphitheatre amidst this frozen landscape, the snow-laden branches overhead acting like a shield against the ferocious winds. You seem to be safe here, unless you want to investigate or perceive. Yeah, I want to investigate in these surroundings, see if it's been used recently, if there's any evidence of a creature claiming it as their home, and maybe they've left and looked for food or anything like that. Okay, give me an investigation check total of 16. You cautiously search around. You don't see any signs of occupation or of any movement around here. This place seems clear and safe to you. 
Good. So I head back to my friends and tell them, Follow me, it's clear and safe. Shouldn't be a problem. It shields us from the winds, the biting cold. So we're going to have a good night. Perhaps no campfires in case the dragon spots us, but we can huddle up and get warm. That's why. What if if we don't wake up? What if we freeze? No, no. If we all stick together, we'll be quite warm. Do you have any magic that can help warm us? I'm worried that we're not going to wake up. We'll freeze to death. Like Halia's men. Well, Halia's men were frozen to death because of the dragon. We alerted to us with the fire. We'll be caught by surprise, maybe. Is there any way you can mask the flames or at least provide some warmth? <sighs> the dish rate, we're not going to get much sleep. <sighs> Unfortunately not. I do not have such spells. Where do you have any kindling or any... Fuel for the fire, anyway. Well, we're surrounded by trees. I'm sure we can get some branches. The area under here seems to be... Uh, seems to be protected from above. Yes, and all the trees might be wet from all the snow. And ice. Let's do it. One way or the other, we'll, we'll, we'll die. If we freeze to death, it's no good. If the dragon comes, well, it saves us from having to continue going up. Look for some trees for you while I prepare the kindling. Tonight we have mushroom sausage to look forward to. And some of that wine. We can mull it. We can warm it up. Sounds good. I don't think I've ever felt cold like this. You know, I did when... Perhaps not this bad, but when I was abandoned naked. Outside of Lylon. I was pretty cold. Nothing like this. Alright, give me a survival check. Who's the one looking for the kindling here? True or Fabian? Well, Fabian is getting some branches for the fire. I'm making the fire. I'm starting the fire with a bit of kindling that I, I have in my bag. All right, then. Time to roll. So survival for Fabian, right? 18. So sure enough, Fabian finds enough wood to get a small fire going. Perfect, Fabian. Good job. I guess with the amount of wind that's here, many of the smoke gets through the trees. Hopefully just get blown away. Yes, we... Let's hope so, but again, if he does come visiting, well, it'll save us the journey. Maybe with some of the branches you found, we can do a little hide of sorts. Fashion it so that if the dragon does pass above us, then he won't see us. So with practice skill now, after so many adventures with your friends, Shoe Shrubberies sets to work, creating a small enclave within this grove of trees. Snow is cleared away to reveal the ground beneath. The flicker of the newly kindled fire dances delicately. The glow of the flames reflects in the crystalline snowflakes that drift lazily as it paints a scene of quiet camaraderie in the heart of this icy wilderness. My heroes huddle around the warming fire, their faces illuminated by the dancing flames. As night descends upon ice by a peak, these ancient evergreens stand as your sentinels, their stoic branches casting long shadows. As the wind seems to die down a bit, the air around you is filled with the crackling of the fire. Warming your cold and tired bones, you start to warm the wine in your cups as you sip it slowly, feeling its warm embrace, a welcome respite from your day's journey. And that's where we're going to call it a session. Alright, we're halfway there. It's a long way to the top if you wanna kill a dragon. I'm almost there. Last stretch. You can taste it. You can taste it. The fear. I can taste the dragon's fear. 
I thought you were going to say shoes fear. No, no, we are not afraid. We've been building up to this. It's what we were meant to do. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we did. We're almost there. Almost at the dragon of Icepire Peak. If you can't wait to join us next week, don't forget to visit our website, www.i2td.com, where you can follow links to our Buy Me A Coffee page, where, amongst other things, you can find little little bonus episodes where we reflect on the sessions we play and where there's some other goodies there and some more exciting things to come shortly. Watch this space. Whilst you're over there, why not donate a potion or make a purchase in Ignis's shop? As you will have seen today, your purchases or donations appear in-game and it's a chance for you to be a part of the stories we tell and shape the adventure. As we said before, Neil's kind donation of three potions could mean the difference between life and death, victory and failure, returning as heroes, or being remembered solely in the songs of Vanilla Gnome. <laughs> Vanilla Gnome. Well, if you cannot or do not want to donate, like Neil did, don't you worry, you can still help us out. You can follow us everywhere we are, Twitter, or X as they call it nowadays, um, Instagram, our YouTube channel. You can also like our stuff. You can also rate our podcast on your podcast player of choice and give us stars or, or good things. Give us good things. And also, last but not least, you can join our Discord where we're building a bit of a community there. So if you want to hang around with us all week, almost every day, then just join us there. You can follow the links from our website, like Nick said, and you'll find us there. So looking forward to meeting you all. And with that said, I think it takes us nicely to the end of the episode club, the last one standing, where we give you a password and then you use said password in a comment section somewhere where you can find us. And then we decide who the winner is next week. And the winner becomes El Kio Masferada for a week where you get a title in Discord. And also we post your comment for prosperity. The Kio Masferada. So, dear Nick, do tell us the password today. Por favor. Por favor. Is that another dwarfish term? Yeah. It's please in Spanish. For those of you that took Spanish lessons in class when you were babes. Today's password is blown away. Blown away. Like Shrew almost was, had it not been for Murkob. And Fabian. Yeah, initially Fabian, and then Murkob reeled you in like a fish. Oh, yes. So you know what to do. Use that in a password and challenge your fellow listeners for the esteemed title of El Kio Masfradar. Davuti, bro. Just want to make a special shout out here in this episode. I keep meaning to do it. I keep forgetting. But it is in the description of every episode we issue. I just want to give a really big thank you to Tabletop Audio, who have very kindly made all these amazing tracks that you hear week in, week out on the show. They make some amazing soundscapes and background music. Everything from ambience and taverns to today's music, which is actually one of their new tracks entitled Whiteout. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, and the picture, the thumbnail for that track is a cloaked figure trudging through a snowstorm. Mm, True. Very apt. They've got all sorts of music here. They've got a couple of categories, such as fantasy, of course. We've used, I would say at this point now, at 75 episodes in, I've probably used every single one of them, or almost every single one of them, in some shape, way, or form. They have a sci-fi section for those of you who play Starfinder 
or Edge of the Empire, or any other space-based TTRPGs. They also have historical, which is quite good as well. Bit of everything in there, from, you know, royal galas and historical battles, etc. Got modern, so if you're playing something like the D20 systems, which are set in more modern times, you're covered. There's a whole category for nature, self-explanatory. Another one for horror, which I've also used extensively, particularly in some of the episodes, like the backstory of the Banshee and Axome. And then they've got some which is just music, but these aren't just for TTRPGs. If you go to the modern ones or the historical ones, why not find a track with some trains in it and play it whilst you play Ticket to Ride? Or get some, again, some historical ones or some nature ones and, you know, put it on whilst you're playing some Settles of Catan. Or you're feeling especially adventurous. Maybe you want to play it whilst you do some different kind of role-playing as you roll through different kinds of sheets. Yes, but make sure to roll with advantage. You don't want to be rolling natural ones. <laughs> oh no! And all of this is for free, right? 100% free. They do have a patron, and when you join it, they have a number of different versions of certain tracks. So you've got even more choice there. But on their main page, you'll find more than 390 10-minute audio files that you can not only play in your browser, but also download all for free. That's useful when you have a podcast and you want to edit it into the mix yourself without having to be forced to have a mix already done for you. 100%. And we've made really good use of them and we're really grateful for them. And according to their website, it is for role players of all kinds, as I insinuated before. Board gamers, writers, coders, artists, graphic designers, teachers, house cleaners, lucid dreamers, gym rats, distant runners, commuters, and anyone that wants to immerse themselves in the audio space of one environment whilst physically inhabiting another. So it's for everyone, basically. Yeah. He could have done <laughs> without that long list and just yeah, said it's, it's for everyone. It's pretty epic, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was really important as we celebrate reaching the three-quarter of a century mark, not only of this adventure, but of the podcast itself. I thought it apt to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Tabletop Audio. Make sure you visit them on tabletopaudio.com. Guaranteed satisfaction. And now with that, it is time to bid farewell to all of you. Thank you very much for listening and being there. And if you lasted this long, you are the true hero. Not true. It is you. Goodbye. See you next time as we delve into the dungeon. Yes, you all had a taste of shrew sausage. <laughs> okay, I want to pull out my sausage. I put my hand in the bag. Does it come out? Your pants fall down and your sausage pops out. <laughs> Is that what happens? No. <laughs> okay. Another fight. But yeah, they've got all sorts of music here. They've got a couple of characters. Thank you very much for being on the other side of our microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you men 
Me, 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 me. 